1, verse 13, within your Bible, if you have a Bible, on your phone, your paper, or iPad, whatever you have, a Bible, have the Word of God. Let's look together, way back in the, in the New Testament, look at 1 Peter chapter 1, and verse 13, 14, 15, and 16. <clears throat> it says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, keep that in mind right there, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is brought that be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As, as obedient children, now fashion yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance. But as he which had called you is holy, so be holy in all manner of conversation, that means a manner of life, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. Shall we pray, Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this passage of Scripture. Lord, this passage has been misunderstood by many Christians, misapplied in many ways. May we give justice to this passage this morning. May we understand what it is to be holy unto you. I pray, Father, for someone here that never received Jesus Christ as personal Savior. May today they call upon you for salvation. And Lord, and those who are following us on social media today, on Facebook and and YouTube or, or Sermon Audio, may they stick around. May they listen to the message of God's Word this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So we, we're going through, I try to create a, a, a bunch of messages, a very basic message of the Christian life and our walk with the Lord. Uh, if you're a Christian, that's why we put the theme back to basics. Galatians 2.20, back to basics. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live... Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And uh, I forgot the rest of the verse, but uh, I get there. <laughs> okay? Uh, so, uh, but back to basics. Today we, go, we, are, we are called to be, we are called to holiness. Some people are afraid of the word holiness. I mean, I'm going to be strange. I'm going to be, you know, live in a shoebox somewhere. You know, nobody's going to like me because I'm going to be this holy Christian. Well, you know, if you are Savior today, you are a child of the King, a child of God. You're not a citizen of earth, citizen of heaven. You are different. As you like it or not, you are different. You are a child of God. If you are a Christian, you are a child of God. And you are a servant of God. He's your king. If God is my king, I'm a servant. And kings have servants. And we serve the Lord from our heart. But last week we talked about we are called to pray. I hope you pray. This morning we are looking at we are called to holiness. So, last week we saw how important prayer is in our lives, the life of a Christian. Well, holiness also ties with our purpose uh, in the purpose of pray. Uh, you know, so part of being a Christian is growing to be like the Lord Jesus. In fact, that's what the word Christian means. It means Christ one or a follower of Christ, one who is growing to be like Christ or Christ-like, apart from growing in Christ-likeness, is growing in holiness. But unfortunately, some Christians that grow more like the world, than they grow more like Christ. And God calls us not to be like the world, to actually to, be, to, to run away from the world, to walk away from the world, and to be more like Him. Listen, you're not going to be Christ, never be like Him, because He is the Lord Jesus Christ, He is God Almighty, but He wants us to reflect Him. For an example, 
Every parent on earth, every godly parent, wants his children to reflect them. Their character, their standards, their, 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 uh, their opinions, their way of life. They want their kids to be a reflection of who they are. Okay, so you have a kid in your house that is a liar. What you tell them all the time? Mom and dad don't lie to you or anybody. Why are you doing that? See what you're trying to do? You try to get them to have your character, not to be a liar. I can use many examples. You got what I'm saying here. All right? So the Lord Jesus, what he wants us to be is to be more like him, to have the character of God on earth. For us to be more like him. So we used to steal. We don't steal no more. We used to lie. We lie no more. We used to gossip. We gossip no more. We used to, 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 to practice all the wickedness of this world. We try as much as we can not to do it because we want to reflect him. You follow that? You know, people say to me, oh, you never curse. I don't have to. My God doesn't curse. You follow that? Some people say, oh, I have to say a few bad words so I can feel bad after. I'll feel good after, I'm sorry. That's worldly-minded. What about when we feel bad, we just get on our knees and pray? A few fat bad knees, just stand up and pray or sit down and pray. All right, some people said, Pastor, I can't bend down. Okay. So, as a part of growing, uh, uh, of growing is in Christ-likeness is growing in holiness. So people are afraid of this word. Do you think of yourself as a holy person? Do you, do you ever want to think of yourself as a holy person who doesn't, uh, and uh, who, uh, uh, or does that make you nervous? You say, Pastor, this word holy, it's a little, you know, uh, I can't be there. I'm not there yet. Do you even want to think of yourself as a holy person? Or does that make you, like I said, nervous? You see, growing holiness is basically part of the Christian walk. Okay? Don't be afraid of the word. It should not surprise for each one of us that as believers, God expects us to grow in our faith and to be more like Him. Listen, God doesn't expect us to be unholy. God doesn't expect us to keep the same mold, same mold. God has expectations on His, on his children like any parent has. Do you have expectations for your kids? Of course you do. I do too. But pastor, they don't do what I say. I understand because they are, they're sinful just like you are. But we have expectations. So God does have expectations for his children. And his expectations is to grow in holiness. You say, pastor, this word is scary. No, it's not a scary word. Okay? Okay. We should not be surprised to all, uh, to, uh, to, to price at all, of us believe that, that God expects us to change our behavior, our bad habits, our sinful attitudes, and replace them with godliness and righteous living. God did not save us so we can go with the same old way of living. God saved us so we can become a light and salt in this earth. Listen, Jesus didn't save us from our sin that we can go back to the cesspools of sin where we were before. All right. You ever see, you ever, did you ever saw or see or, or uh, open a uh, cesspool? Okay. Uh, if you do, just, open, just put your hand up. Don't be afraid, all right? Uh, uh, somebody opened the cesspool, okay? Stinky, right? All right. The guy that comes to my house and cleans the cesspool, the other day, one time he was there, he was eating a sandwich and cleaning the thing. I like, I look at him and say, how in the world did you do that? He goes, I'm so used to it. I like, oh, that's, oh, anyway. It was, I was at, but anyway, you know what that open cesspool is? It's stinky. Oh, well, you know what? 
as much as we don't want to say it, our life before we met Jesus was stinky. We live in the cesspools of sin of this world. You know, we got saved. God cleaned us. And we cleaned, washed, took about five or six showers. We smell good, put nice shampoo, soap on. We smell good. And when we do, as Christians, we go back and dive back in the cesspool. He wants to do that. God says, I have expectations for you. Yeah, I don't want you to go back to the same cesspool. Don't go there. So let's look at this from several points this morning, okay? About, about this life we are called to holiness. Don't be afraid of the word, okay? Don't be afraid, okay? God calls you to be holy. What does it mean to be holy? It doesn't mean pious, perfect, sinless, or, or, or well-dressed, talk right, behave a certain way, walk a certain way. Does performing a religious ritual make us holy? Does it mean we withdraw from society to live in a monastery somewhere? Holy means not only sanctified, separated unto God, also, but also uh, different, distinct from everything that is common. Holy means you separate yourself from something to something else. That's what God, that's holiness. I used to do this, but I don't do anymore. Now I'm here, I don't do this anymore. Let me simplify this. I used to drink alcohol. I don't drink alcohol anymore. I separate myself from the alcohol unto God. I took this. I put this. I used to do drugs. I don't do drugs anymore. No, i sober. You follow what it says? I never went to church. And I go to church now. I never read my Bible. I read my Bible. I never used to pray. I pray now. Okay? I used to be a liar. Now I don't lie anymore. You separate yourself from something onto something else. And obviously we change from something that is bad onto something that is good. That's what God says is holiness. So we, many people are afraid of this world. This word is actually not a bad word. It's a good word. Okay? So many people say, oh, only God is holy. God says you ought to be holy. Everything has a particular inherent quality, which, which is nature. For instance, the nature of a car is mostly metal, right? What is God's nature? God's nature is being, is, is being holy. His holy nature makes him unique, different, and distinct from everything else in the universe. Now get this, God chose us to be like him, to be holy as he is holy. Now, listen. Just because God wants you to be holy, separated from all the sinful things in this world, doesn't mean that you're going to be a poor me. That you're going to miss out in life. Listen, God created a beautiful world for us to enjoy. People pay thousands of dollars to go see waterfalls, exotic trees, uh, big waves, and all that. You created that. God did. For our enjoyment. But it doesn't mean I have to practice all kinds of sinful things because of that. I can be joyful and be holy at the same time. And you say, Pastor, how can you do that? Well, just pat it after me. I'll show you. <laughs> but Pastor, life hurts. Of course it does. I've been hurting for quite some time now. But you know what? That doesn't steal the joy of the Lord from me. I keep serving the Lord. See, God is different, distinct from all things. He is holy and He wants His children to live holy lives. The only means to be, we are sanctified, we are separated unto God. It also means we are different, distinct from every, every common thing. 
But only God is distinct and different from everything and everyone else. So God is holy and holiness is his very nature. Everything has a particular uh, inherent quality, like I said, which is uh, his nature. For instance, the nature, like I said, uh, the nature of God is holy and he wants his children to be just like him, to be imitators of him. So understanding this mean of holy helps us realize that adopting outward behavior such as, as dressing, acting, or talking in a certain way, or isolating your, yourself from society doesn't make you holy. All right. You come to church with a suit and tie, it does not make you holy. You bring your best shoes. You bring, ladies, you bring your best dress. Ladies, you talk a certain way, certain, sin a certain way, uh, behave a certain way. That doesn't make you holy. It's a condition of the heart. By the way, let me tell you this. Many years ago, nobody used suit and tie. Let's all come to church and dress like Jesus did. Doesn't make you holy either. You follow that? I mean, when we dress nice. Don't tell me, little pastor, you're going to come with jeans and t-shirt next week. No, I'm not. But what I'm trying to say is clothes that you wear doesn't make you holy. You follow that? It's a condition of the heart. It's what you want to do with the things that you want to put away. Holiness is, is, is not something just for the pastor or a missionary or a church leader. Holiness, uh, uh, God calls all of his people, all of his children to be holy. Look at verse 15. But as he which had called you is holy, so be ye, is, don't forget that word, be ye, you, be holy. That's plural right there. In all manners of conversation. That word conversation means all manners of life. Because it is written, be ye, is the word again, be you ought to be holy, for I am holy. God is holy, God is pure, God is without sin, and he calls you to be like him. You say, Pastor, but I cannot be without sin. God knows. That you have a sinful nature that loves to do bad. You know what my nature was telling me this morning? My sinful nature. Stay in bed. Your pillow is so good, your bed is so soft, just stay there. That's my sinful nature. And God was saying, get out of bed, it's time to go. And what you do? You do because you love the Lord, and you go because you love God. You see, Scripture is clear about this. Be holy. So letter A, it is, it, is God's, I'm sorry, it is God's will that you should be sanctified. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 4.3, says, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. So people are always wondering uh, what God's will is for our lives. Oh, I'm praying for many years. I don't know what God's will is for my life. You know what God's will is for you? Sanctify yourself. Live a holy life. You say, what's holy life? Well, I don't, I don't steal. I don't go and talk bad about people. I don't complain. I live for the Lord. And I read His word and see what God says. And I obey His commandments. I love, love for, but I do it out of, out of love. And God says, that's what I want you to do. People are always wondering what's God's will. And they pay for years, pray for years, and they still don't know what God's will is. So the word sanctify comes from the same word as holiness. Same thing. It means to be consecrated or set apart. It is God's will that you should set yourself apart for Him. Look what it says in Romans chapter 12. Actually, if you have a Bible, go to Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I want you to see what Paul is saying here. And again, this verse 
We say, well, it's, sometimes we say, oh, it's, it's written for those people back then. No, no, it's written in the present tense. What it means is it applies to you and me today. Look what it says there in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Look what it says. That ye, or that you, if you don't say, oh, that's all English word, okay. that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Look what it says. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Folks, it's not that hard to be good. It's not that hard to do good. It's not that hard to live good. It's not that hard. It is worse to be a liar than it is to be a person that says the truth. Because when it goes like this, a liar lies, and to cover his lies, he lies again. And to cover his lies, he says more lies. And when he's confronted with a lie, he got to lie again to cover the first lie. And it comes to a point he doesn't know what he lied about. You see, when you say the truth, you say the truth, you say the truth, is the truth. You see, it is easy to live the truth than to be, be to live as a liar. And people say, well, did you, what did you say? That's not what you said. They forgot what they said in the first place. So it is easy to be a truthful person than to be a liar. I can use many examples on this, but it says it's a reasonable. It's not, it's not that hard to be good. Let, let's reason here a bit for, for a second. You have your own, your own will, but I am telling you that the will of God for your life and mine. See, all of us have our own will. All of us want to do our thing, but God says, I have my will for you, child. This is my will. That you set, you set yourself apart from those things and be holy. Be, separate yourself unto me. So keep in mind that the Christian life is a, is a life of faith, is a life of saying no to self and yes to God. That's what faith is. Faith is saying no to self all the time and yes to God. I say this morning, mm, my pillow is so good. But faith led me to church. You follow that? My sinful nature said, you deserve one more hour, five more minutes, three more minutes. And my faith said, Get up. Let's go worship the Lord. You see what, I, what I'm seeing here? This is a life of faith. Look what it says in Joshua chapter 24, verse 14. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. And serve ye the Lord. And look what it says in verse 15. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord... Choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods or what your fathers serve on the other side of the, uh, side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But look what it says. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He made his decision. He says, you know what? I'm teaching you. I'm warning you. I'm trying to help you. But in the end, you do what you want, because I'm already decide what I'm going to do. Isn't that great? See, folks, get this. It is by the mercy and grace of God that we are saved. It is by uh, the, uh, the grace and mercy of God that we go into heaven. As Christians, we no longer live, neither should we live for ourselves, but for the Lord. And it's not a hard thing to do. Some people say, oh, the Christian life is a, life, a hard life to live. Is it? Or is it just an excuse that we use? And listen, regardless, you're going to sin. Also, sometimes you do it purposely, knowing that it's wrong. And sometimes we do it ignorantly. Because we have a sinful nature. God understands that. But I'll tell you what. The Christian life is not as hard as we say it is. It's not. It should be a joy to serve God. Let it be without holiness. No one will see the Lord. 
Let me give you one verse that confirms that to all Christians. They are called to holiness. We see we don't see the Lord. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about salvation here. I'm talking about Christian living. Look what it says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. That means if we live a sinful life as children of God, keep living for, the, for this world, for ourselves, keep practicing sin. Guess what? We don't see the blessings of the Lord in our lives. I mean, you will die and go to heaven because you're a child of God, but, but you don't see the blessings of the Lord in our lives. He, 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 he would pick that for me. You know what? When we live godly lives, when we separate ourselves unto the Lord, it's like even we can hear as in a voice talking to us. We can hear it. Let's go to point number two. God calls you to be holy. Number two, holiness is not what you may think it is. Like I said, people are afraid of this word. They say, oh, I'm, I'm a Christian, but I'm not holy. God is holy. I'm, I'm not a holy. You know what? But God says to be holy. Obviously, something that we can have is holiness living. So that a holiness is not acting strange. First of all, let me tell you, your neighbors already think you're strange. Your co-workers already think you're strange. You know, they even accuse you to be in a cult somewhere. You know, they think like this. You, you, you Bible guys, you guys are, you guys are weird and wacko. You know, you, you Bible reading guys, you guys are ah, way out of time and out of touch with reality. You know, I get all these names, you know. They call me, they, they call me holy. They call me uh, uh, Brother Tony. They call me, I mean, they, 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 do, they mock me all the time, okay. And I just smile at them. But you know what, they do all these things. But let me tell you. It's not because you're not strange. You're still the same person, aren't you? I mean, you think you're a strange person. Honestly, you really think you're strange? That's so just me. You know, we can look at other people and say, man, you're strange. Especially when they took a little wacko out of state. They're like, what the what's wrong with you? But you know, we're we just practicing living the truth, right? I mean, but they, they think you're strange. But let me tell you something. Don't think that you're strange because you're a Christian. You're not. So you're not acting strange. Some people get, get the idea that if they, if they are holy, they will have to walk around with a gaze look in their eyes, wearing a white robe and speaking like, you know, they're preaching or speaking the words of the Bible. Uh, ye shall not commit any sin or things like that. But holiness does not mean acting like a weird person. Holiness means that you will act different in a number of areas that, that much, have much to do with do, uh, the things that we do, the way we live. I mean, listen, if I don't, if I don't curse in my vocabulary, if I don't, when I speak, if I don't curse... Or uses all kinds of foul languages, all kinds of bad language. That means it makes me weird. People think you're weird because you don't say that. Well, if I never lie, and you know, people think you're weird because you never lie. I see the people. I don't. I, I don't like to lie. If I, if you say, "Oh, you lied," I mean, I'm misinformed. I misinformed you. But purposely go lie to a person. People, it's something that I don't like to do. But see, holiness is not acting strange. We're not strange. We're, just, we're still people. If you have to act strange in order to be, do you think I'm being holy by it? Then you're wrong. Because it's not what it is. So, holiness is not acting strange. Now, let it be. Holiness is not, it's not separation for practical daily living. Have you ever heard the expression, he's so, he's so heavenly minded, he's not earthly good? 
It is a clever thing, but, but it, it makes it sound like you focus on God too much, then you won't be of any practical use to people down here on earth. Not, nothing could be further from the truth. We should be heavily minded. Absolutely. Look what it says. In actually, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God, set your affections or your way of life on things above, not on things of the earth. Bible clearly teaches that. So setting your mind on things above does not, not set us free from the obligations we have to other people. All right. Put it this way. Was Jesus heavenly minded? Yes, he was. Did he sit with sinners? Did he ate with sinners? Now, if you are followers of Christ, we ought to be heavenly minded. Think about the Lord. We come to church. We worship him. Do all these things. But we can't forget there's other people around us. Do like Jesus did. We help the weak. We encourage each other. We go to work every day, rub shoulders with unsaved people. It's, we hear. So we cannot be so heavenly minded that we totally ignore everybody else. I'll give you an example. There was a guy, I don't know what denomination he was, but years ago, and I used to work at Artvac Corporation many years ago. This, this young man, he got very religious. And you know what he did? He wouldn't talk to anybody. Then one time I said, you know, I look at him, I said, I was a Christian myself. I said to him, I said, did somebody cut your tongue? And he looked at me, and he, he, instead of smiling, he gave me this face like he was about to devour me. <laughs> I said, listen, I said, what happened to you? You see, you see, you're not being holy by acting that way. You're acting weird. So holiness is not separation from practical daily living. Listen, folks, we Christians, we have to live as everybody else. You have to go to work. You have, if you're a homemaker, you have to stay home. You have to take care of your children. You have to drive your car. You have to go to the grocery store. It's common practical living. It's how we live. That makes the difference. See, you can be holy in the workplace. You can be holy in the grocery store. You can be holy driving your car. You can practice the holiness everywhere you go. It's the way we live. It's the way we want to live. Okay, I move from this place. I separate myself from this onto this. I don't listen rock and roll anymore. I'm listening Christian music. I don't listen some guy bluffing all kinds of things on the radio when I'm driving. I'm listening to somebody teaching about the Word of God. See, it's separating. I'm not saying that's what you're going to do. You should. But anyway, it's separating yourself from something onto something else that will help you to get godly character. And in the end, guess what? You're going to be more joyful than when you think because now you're going to teach others to do the same. It's contagious because people see that. You see, holiness is not an ugly word. Let us see. Holiness is not achieved through self-will or determination. A lot of people think, think that holiness is something that you are supposed to achieve on your own. You cannot do it. They think it's a matter of self-effort applied against bad behavior or habits. But holiness is not, uh, does not have does not simply have to do with my behavior. It has to do with my nature that's been changed. It has to do with putting God in my life. You follow that? If you try yourself, you're not going to do it. It's like this. Follow me. The drunker says, I have a problem. So they go to a place to get that alcohol out of their system to try not to drink anymore. They come out of there and they try hard. Two, three weeks later, they're back where? Where they started. 
because their body wants. Because that's the way our flesh is. I'm using just simple examples. It's the same thing. Listen, if we try to be holy by ourselves, we cannot achieve. We have to ask the Lord, Lord, please help me every day and commune with Him in sweet fellowship. And as day by day, step by step, we begin to be more like Him because now we're imitating Him. We're following His footsteps. How we do that? The teaching and the preaching of God's Word, Bible reading, Bible study. And take the things of this world out and focus ourselves on things that are good for us. You know, folks, let me tell you, sometimes we shouldn't watch certain movies. You say, well, you're telling me not to watch TV, and I'm not saying that. I'm saying that some things that we watch do not build you up. It will actually push you down to the cesspools of sin. And if you want to be holy and live a righteous life, guess what? Those things don't build you up. They actually, they pull you down. So holiness is not achieved by self-effort. You can say, it's like people that say in the beginning of the year, oh, new year, old things out, new, good things coming in, I'm going to do this, this, and that, last about two to three days a week, and back to normal. It's the way it is. So point number three, holiness comes through Christ. So then how do we become holy? It means we have already seen how important holiness is. Hebrews 14.12 says, Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no one shall see the Lord. I am not holy because of my self-effort. I'm holy because of what God is doing in me and through me. Letter A, Jesus died to make me holy. Jesus died to make me holy. Look what it says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might, look what it says, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. In verse 27 it says that he present it to, to himself, a glorious church, not having spot, no wrinkle, no anything, but that he should be holy without blemish. So Jesus knew that without holiness, no one will see the Lord. I mean, I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about the way we live our lives. And he knew that we could not make yourselves holy. We cannot do that. If you think you're going to make yourself holy, you cannot. You will never achieve that because, or the problem here, because we're so sinful. We need the Lord. Listen, folks. Listen, I'm going to be very clear with you. I'm trying to be very basic with you, okay? Okay. If we leave church... And we put the Bible in the glove compartment or under the seat or next to the seat and never open the Bible until next week, more than likely we're going to live like the world, not like Jesus. You follow that? I cannot make you study the Bible. I can't. I cannot make you pray. I can't. Because the only person I can control is myself. I cannot control you. I'm trying to encourage you because this is what happens. You know, a lot of Christians never read through their Bible. A lot of Christians never did. A lot of Christians don't know their Bible. They don't know the God of the Bible. They're saved, but they don't have sweet fellowship with the Lord. And they don't practice holiness because they don't know how, because they don't have communion with God. So what they do is same old, same old. Same sinful activities over and over again. And they say, why? You know, they get desperate. They get defeated. And they are defeated. But to grow in holiness, I need to separate myself from this onto this. I don't know what you do with your life, but whatever you do with your life that is not godly, you separate yourself from this and onto this. That's how we become more like Jesus. 
And you say, Pastor, if I do that, I'm going to lose my friends. You probably will. People are not going to like me. You probably will. My grandfather used to say, it's better walk alone than have bad friends. Or have bad, it's better have no friends than bad friends. Because a lot of people sometimes we think they are friends, they're not. Okay. So let it be. Grow in holiness is a lifelong process. Growing holiness is a lifelong process. It's easy to, to get discouraged when we feel like we're not making progress in our Christian life. But let me tell you, it's a lifelong process. You're not, you don't become holy today and continue holy. You know what? Two steps up, three steps down. Four steps up, two steps down. It is a conti- You know why? I'm going to tell you what. So, Pastor, why is that? Because you have a sinful nature in you. And that sinful nature doesn't want the things of God. He wants the things of the world. See, at the moment of salvation, you received a new nature, which is after Christ Jesus. But also, unfortunately, unfortunately, that old you never left. Still there. And that old you is the one that said, yeah, go over here. You know, like, I like the little cartoon when there's the devil on one side and the angel on the other. And the guy's going to decide which one. And usually, it's funny, you listen to the, to the guy with the red little thing and the red tail. And you listen to the bad guy. But, you know, you see this in cartoons. That's pretty much of a new nature and the old nature. New nature for God. Old nature, myself. You see, it's a lifelong process. But don't be discouraged. That's why we're here. We encourage each other. Don't be discouraged. Remember that all of us Christians are in the same walk as you are. We have the same sinful heart as you have. But the great news is that we all have the same Savior who loves us and forgives us unconditionally. We can be victorious. My last point. Point number four. Holiness is possible in my life. Is that holiness possible in your life? Yes. Is it possible in my life? Yes. Do you want to live a holy life? He said, Pastor, that word is so scary. Holy, that's a scary. Listen, folks, it's not a scary word. It's a good word. It's, it's not living for self and the things and sinful things of this world, but clean our lives and live for God and be joyful in the things of God. You know, you might not think this way, but you know how wonderful it is to be a person of truth and honest. You know, honesty has gone out of our country. Who's honest out there anymore? Everybody have an agenda these days. But honesty fits everywhere, doesn't it? Goodness, don't you like when a person talks to you and you say, they leave and you say, that was an honest person. Don't you like that? What about a person talking to you and you, that person just lied to me. You know, I have many of that. <laughs> you know, talking to you and you go like in your mind, you're such a liar. You're not going to say that verbally, but you're just there going, oh, good, now you're lying to me. I, I mean, they don't even change colors anymore. There was a time people used to get a little red, uncomfortable. And they just like, poof, just like you're just giving you a glass of water, just like that. You know what? But isn't that wonderful to be honest, to be truthful, to live a life that is honorable to God? And, and people look at us and say, well, that person is different. Listen, is that better just to be a liar, be a gossip, but to live all these things right here, a life full of turmoil? So holiness is possible in my life. It's possible in your life as well. We can live holy lives. We can live lives that please, pleasing to God. And when we fail, we ask God to forgive us. Because He forgives. Isn't that great? 
focus on the Christian life. Folks, the Christian life was not designed by the Lord to be the same old, same old, but to be transformed in every individual life. The difference between God and us is that we inherit holy, while we, uh, I'm sorry, uh, He is holy, and, and on the other hand, He's trying to make us to be like Him, not as He is, but like Him, live like Him, a holy life. The New Testament emphasizes the pursuit of holiness in this word that, that the final attainment of holiness in the, in the world to come. Look what it says in, here in Peter, it says, our text says, but as he, he which uh, had called you is holy, so be holy, no manner of conversation. Because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. God wants and expects us to live holy lives. Our pursuit of holiness is that in this one includes daily confessing and forsaking sin. Listen folks, we might not think this way, but sin is a great enemy of all of us. You follow that? Sin is a great enemy, and sin is a great justifier. Sin in your mind goes like this. It's okay. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Isn't that what when in the mind of Eve, when she looked at the fruit, she said, it's okay, just eat it. Nothing will happen to you. It did. See, if God was gracious enough to redeem us from sin and death and give us new life in Christ, the very best we can do is offer our lives back to Him in complete surrender and holiness, which is our benefit. You see, God wants us to be Holy, to live separated lives unto Him. Now listen, folks, I don't know how you live your life, but I am telling you this morning, this is what God expects of you, of you, of you, of you, of you, of you, of all of us, and me included, that we live holy lives, that life that is a blessing to Him. That's the way our Heavenly Father wants us to live. I mean, we have expectations of our children, even though they do things that we cannot control, especially when they get older. I told my kids these days, I said to, say to them, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I didn't teach you that. You say that to, you, you say that to your kids? I do. I say that to my kids. I say, I say that in love because I care about them. You know, you ever heard the thing that those who love you tell you the truth? Isn't that true? And sometimes the truth hurts because we don't want to hear it. Isn't that what we do? Uh, we, we Actually, sometimes we just oh, get all angry, but we know deep inside that the person is telling the truth to us. Give you an example. Last night I'm driving all the way from New York. I'm coming down. I got to Worcester. And I think I was making faces and stuff. I was falling asleep at the wheel. I was. And my wife looked back at my son Joseph and said, Joseph, you need to get in the wheel because your father's falling asleep. I got to wake right away. Me? I'm not sleeping. <laughs> I'm not sleeping. I'm right awake. You know what? I was in denial. I know it was true. But I mean, my ego got very big. In no way was nobody's going to sit at the wheel. And the Lord was saying, get off the wheel. You know, I put the blinkers on, park on the right side, give, give the wheel to, to him. I got in the back seat. Guess what happened? Knock out, sleeping. <laughs> All the way home. You see what happened? <laughs> Sometimes, you know, we get in the way. But God knows best. And he wants us to be holy. I conclude with this. So how are you going to establish that? I tell you, 
we need to commute with the Lord every day. Make him part of your life, not just a distant person out there. Oh, God is in another galaxy somewhere. He doesn't know what I'm going through. He doesn't care about me. If he knew, he would change things in my life. That's the excuses of a lot of people. Listen, we live in a falling world where sin abounds and people suffer. That's a, that's a thing of our world. And if you live even good, you know, talking about money-wise, you know what? It's problems after problems after problems. After, it's always problems. And our life is just solving problems. You know where we find peace? With God. Without God, there's no peace. It's a continual thing. So God wants us to be holy. Leave those cesspools of sin. Clean ourselves up. And say, Lord, I'm going to do this, but I want you to help me. Because alone I cannot do this. Look, guide me every step. Give me the faith to be strong and always, to always keep looking at you. Because I know you love me. I have no doubt about that. I'll give you an example. I close with this. My mom and dad, they never said to us, me and my sisters, I love you. That was not a word used in our home. But I had no doubt that my mom and dad loved us. They raised us. They took care of us. I knew they loved us. Even my sisters and I, we talk about that sometimes. Mom and dad never said, I love you. No, that was not their way to say things. But they loved us. Oh, yeah, they love us. When my mom and dad hug us, of course it did. You know what? God says to you and me, I love you, and I want you to guide you. And we need to believe that God really loves us. He listens to us, and he's not that far away from us as we think. So, living holy lives is much better than live unholy lives. You want to receive the blessings of the Lord? Righteous living. Live holy lives, life that is pleasing to the Lord. Be honest, kind, loving, truthful to people in the name of Jesus. Because people do this to me. You don't have to do change evil for evil, turn evil with good. I love when people, out of a bad situation, they always look at the good out of it. It blesses my heart. You scratch your head and you say, you don't see what I'm seeing? And they see the good, oh, maybe because of this, maybe because of that, and you go, that's good. That's good. Because it's easy for us to think evil, but God wants us to think good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this wonderful word, holiness. Oh, holy. Some people are afraid of this word, Lord. This word, Lord. Some people just they fear it because they don't understand it. But, Lord, the word is a sweet word. It's a word of sanctification, a word in which we can separate ourselves from the sinful things of this world and, and just, Lord, get next to you, Lord, and live a life that bring honor and glory to your name and a life, Lord, that would be kind and loving and, and to people around us that need to be loved as well, Lord. Father, this world is full of lonely people who think that nobody cares about them. May we be that person that reach out with the love of Christ towards them because we know you and we live and walk in close relationship with you. In Jesus' name I pray. If you could stand, please. We'll continue our theme on, on, on back to basics all the way until the end of the year. <laughs> or if you can, that's in page 214. 214, we're going to sing a song of invitation.
214. All the way my Savior leads. 214. All the way my Savior leads me, what have I to ask beside? Can I doubt a tender mercy, who through life has been my guide? Heavenly peace, divinest comfort, here by faith to Him to dwell. For I know whatever befall me, Jesus doeth all things well. For I know whatever befall me, Jesus doeth all things well. Let me put it this morning. How you live your life for yourself? We you try to live a life separated unto God. There's two ways to live. God gave you a will to make decisions, didn't he? But I tell you what, as a pastor, as a preacher of the gospel, I can tell you this thing. To live a separate life unto God is the best life you can live. You're going to be blessed. You're going to have peace in your heart because you're trusting God to do the impossible in your life. You're going to be more kind, more loving to people. You're going to reach out to people that otherwise you wouldn't care. You'll be praying for those you see in the highways when there's an accident instead of just curiosity saying, oh, I'm, I need to get to my, my point and I'm stuck in traffic here. You'll be, you be praying for the, for the first responders, for what they see. You'll be praying for all kinds of things. You know what? Because the love of God is in your hearts. Much different than living for self. When we live for self, we just, we just go for the cesspools of this world and we think that's all that it is to, to, to live for. No, no. There is a God who loves you. There's a God that say, say to you, be holy, for I am holy. Separate yourself unto me. Is it past something hard to do in this day and age? No, it's not. It's a decision that you and I make. It's not hard because you know what? This world, this world is going to be always sinful. There's always going to be people that could care less about God. Well, show them that you love God. And it's worth living for God. Because it is worth. Let me tell you, how many people are dying without Jesus these days? Where they're going? They're not going to heaven, that's for sure. The hope of heaven, the hope of holy living can make a difference in this world. Are you saved? I mean, if you're 100% sure if you die today, you're going, going to heaven. If you're not, you need to make sure. You online too, you need to make sure of that. I don't know who's watching, but let me tell you. If you're not safe today, if you're not, don't, if you're not sure that if you drop dead today, you go into heaven, you need to get on your knees and ask God to forgive you of your sin and ask Him to be your Lord and Savior. You've ever been baptized? Are you a member of a church? You say, I thought I was a Christian, but no, no. These are the steps you can take. I tell you what. What a wonderful thing to serve God and live for Him. Let me tell you. I grew up in the Catholic Church. I did many things the Catholics do. But when I met God of the Bible, I met the God of the Bible. You know what? Today, I love Him. And everything I do for Him, I do out of my heart with joy and gratitude. You know what? Because I want to live a holy life. I do. Am I perfect? No. 
I try to get that to you this morning so you understand. It is possible to be to live a holy life, and the word holy is not an ugly word, or a word we can be scared of it. Let's sing one more verse. It's our last verse this morning so we can go. All the way my Savior leads me, change when the path I tread gives me grace for every trial, feeds me with the living bread. Though my weary steps may falter, and my soul a thirst may be, gushing from the rock before me, lower spring of joy I see. Gushing from the rock before me, lower spring of joy I see. Amen. I invite you to be here tonight at 6 p.m. for our service. We're going through a series of the mind. We're talking about the mind, and I think you would like that. So I'll be here. You say, Pastor, it's Super Bowl night. Okay, who cares? Okay. <laughs> this service tonight at 6 p.m., and, uh, and we, worship the, we, we will worship the Lord tonight again. Let's pray we'll be dismissed. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this wonderful word, holy. And you say in your word, be holy, for I am holy. Lord, your expectation is that we are separated from sin unto you. That we be honest people, truthful people. People, you know, we use our vocabulary to build people up, not to tear them down. Lord, we, we are weak and we need you. Father, just help us to separate ourselves, but to stay there, to continue to live a separated life unto you. I pray for my brothers and my sisters here this morning that, they, that this may be their desire to live holy lives unto you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.